Hey, Nikki. Hey, Gabby. So today we are talking about suppression. See, I'm <laughs> telling y'all, I am putting myself out here. Okay. Because the things that we're talking about are the things that I am very good at. <laughs> I am very good at suppression, which is a very bad thing. And we're going to talk a little bit more about why suppression is a bad thing. Because sometimes yeah. people think suppression is like, I'm protecting myself. And it may temporarily for a very short time because you're not feeling that. But it eventually is. It's, yeah. it's terrible for you. It's terrible mm. for you. We'll go more into depth as to why it is. But basically, suppression is just to, like, forcibly stop something. Like, you're forcibly stopping yourself from healing. Mm-hmm. You're forcibly stopping yourself from feeling a painful situation or thinking a certain thought. Um, and it just gets keeps getting pushed down and pushed down and pushed down deep down inside. It's almost like when people say, oh, I'm just going to brush it under the rug. Yeah. But you end up realizing you're brushing everything under the rug and your rug has this big, large mound mm-hmm. over it. And you're like, what the heck is under the rug? <laughs> and, like, it usually takes some crazy situation. It's actually not even a crazy situation. It just takes that one situation for it all to blow up. Because mm-hmm. that's the bad thing about suppression is it's almost like a volcano. Once it gets to a certain point, mm-hmm. it just blows up. And you kind of you can even have like a, a mental breakdown. So yeah. it's super important for us to talk about suppression um, because not everyone realizes the effects it has on us. Yeah. So like I said earlier, people think that suppression is a protection mechanism. And mm-hmm. to a degree it is. Like yeah. for me, I suppress um, when I'm hurt. And I spoke on another episode about how I just love so deeply. So when I'm hurt, I feel it on an extreme level. Mm-hmm. Like I can, um, if I'm not actively in the right mind state and like taking captive of my thoughts, like I can have something negative happen to me that hurts me and I can suppress it. And then I can start to think of why I was the problem. I wasn't enough. I wasn't this. I wasn't that. Mm. And you just start to internalize all these things. So in one sense, if you suppress it for the time being and you're like, I'm not going to feel that right now because it's too much. Maybe you need that for a short, a short period of time. Like maybe you can't actively address that. Yeah. In that moment, maybe it's too much for you to address in that moment. Mm. And you're very overwhelmed and you're like, no, I need to go and I need to collect my thoughts. That's one thing. But when you continually um, brush it under the rug and you don't um, talk about it, you don't verbalize it, you don't deal with it, it becomes suppression and it suppression can turn into depression. So that's one of the things. Yeah, I I agree. Like suppression, (laughs) it's so funny because like you said, like this, we promised to be vulnerable when we started mm-hmm. this podcast. And yep. that is something that yeah. I deal with in this podcast is therapy because sometimes we talk about stuff that I'm literally still dealing with. Oh, yeah. I deal with this on a <laughs> weekly basis. Yeah, and it's so hard because, like, I do want to overcome it, but mm-hmm. I actively have things that I haven't dealt with because mm-hmm. it's just too painful. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, um, I don't want to get all sad and make people cry or nothing, mm-hmm. but... Um, my mom passed in 2020 mm-hmm. and I still cannot look at, you know, videos of her. Mm-hmm. I can't hear her voice. Like I can't mm-hmm. and I avoid it at yeah. all costs because I will just be in a ball somewhere on yeah, the ground. Of course. And I'm mm-hmm. like, 
instead of trying to figure out how to get past that and properly grieve and so that I can enjoy those memories you know what I mean and then I can share them with my kids and stuff like that I'm suppress 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 and then also other things in my past that were very hurtful I just tuck it tuck it tuck it tuck it away to the deepest corner and I just don't want to deal with it don't talk about it don't think about it because I don't want to deal with the pain of those things it hurts when you have to sit in the midst of it and Oof. and people, we naturally just we don't want to hurt. Like, we don't and that's hurt. okay. You don't want to hurt. No one wants to hurt. But it's also normal to hurt. Like we're not robots. We were created with um, all these different emotions. And even though you don't want to experience uh, pain, you don't want to experience sadness. You don't want to experience anger. Like. You just have to learn how to process it correctly. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another issue of why people um, suppress things is they just don't really know how do I even cope with this? Like, how do yeah. I even start? Yeah. some of the situations... What do I do when I dredge it up? Yeah. Like, what do you do? Like, how do I cope with this? Because I know it's going to hurt me. Mm-hmm. And when it hurts me, am I going to let it consume me? Because some yeah. people can let pain consume them. And it can drastically change who they are. Or you can be proactive and take control of it, over it and say, I'm going to allow myself to feel this. I'm going to allow myself to come back to this space and time of the situation that is really hard. And maybe you're not allowing yourself to feel the emotions in that time, but maybe it's, I'm just going to remember. I'm just going to remember how that made me feel. Yeah, you know, it, sometimes it's just baby steps. Sometimes mm-hmm. you can't just tackle it all um, in one sitting. Yeah. You know, it, it's going to be a process, especially if you've been suppressing it for, you know, weeks, months, years. It you've had so much time to um, push it down that it's it's just layers and layers and layers and layers of issues, and you have to just break each layer down one by one. And I know we'll talk a little bit more later about like how to overcome it, but that's mm-hmm. what therapy for me came into play yeah. and literally changed me. And I'm still actively dealing with this. I mean, we're human, so we're always going to have something in our life that we have to deal with. Um, but I've just learned better ways to cope Mm -hmm. so I don't initially have to suppress something that I can say you know what I am going to feel this in this moment and it's okay Mm -hmm. it's okay yeah it's about letting yourself feel it and it's about Mm -hmm. having people to talk to and I think that like one thing for me is I don't want to be a burden. Mm, I just don't want to be a burden. And as much as people can tell you, like, you are not a burden, Mm -hmm. you just don't want to bother people. Like, I don't want to be a burden to people at all. Like, I don't, I don't want to call somebody having their good day and tell them all my issues and drama and problems or anything that I'm internalizing. So um, it is important to find people that you can trust. You have to like, and guess what? It's okay to burden them. It's You're okay. important. Especially to them. if yeah, especially if you have an intimate relationship with yeah. them. They're a very close friend. They are uh, maybe a very close family member, maybe it's a spouse or a partner, someone that's very close 
and intimate with you, mm-hmm. it's okay. Like, I I don't want to say I love to hear people's problems because I don't <laughs> want people to have problems. Right, right, right. But I'm always but like open. And I love, I love to listen to people. Um, and I love to be able to help in any way I can. Sometimes helping is just listening. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love to be for people in that way. And it saddens me when I hear people say, like, I have no one to talk to. And it's like why do you not have someone to talk to or are you not allowing people in because i think one of the issues with um with suppression is you a lot of times especially nowadays people want to act like they have this picture perfect life and they have it all together and it's like if i am vulnerable with someone else about whatever i've suppressed or whatever i'm going through if i open up to them they may look at me differently and maybe they'll like be like oh they don't have it together oh Mm -hmm. oh dang like i really thought they were this this and that and it's like if they're a true friend if they're a true like person who's close to you and love you they probably won't do that (laughs) they probably won't do that and i know i mean i've had this conversation with you before when i was suppressing things and it was like for how long gabby like you kept this from me for how long and i was like i i just didn't know how to say not that i felt like you would judge me in any way but it was like i didn't want to be a burden because i know other people go through things in life and then also it's just it can be awkward sometimes Mm -hmm. it can be awkward opening up sometimes especially when you open up like your deepest darkest secrets you're so vulnerable and how we talked about trust issues you're afraid that someone's gonna hear that and then betray your trust and it's like that's the big thing that's the big thing because i like you i love to hear you know people share things with me and i don't take it lightly like Mm -hmm. i love it like you said of course i don't love for people to have issues but i love when my friends and family come to me because one, it makes me feel like they trust me. Like, yeah. they know that mm-hmm. they don't have to worry about this being repeated. They know that I'm going to give them some sound advice or just a good ear to listen to. And I mm-hmm. want to be that for my friends and family. Yes. Every I would hate to think that, like, you, we've been there before. Mm-hmm. I would hate to think that I have someone in my life that's suffering and they don't feel like they can mm-hmm. call me. Mm-hmm. I don't care what I have going on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, just knowing how I feel, I have to take that. When I'm ha- when I want to hold things in, yeah. when I want to suppress, like one thing that I will say that I have a hard time, you know, being completely open about is like whenever I'm having issues in my marriage, mm. you know what I mean? It's, it's easy. It's a very it's a very touchy subject, delicate. And then like yeah. in the church, a lot of times you're taught that you don't ever speak negatively about your marriage. You mm. never ever say anything negative about your husband. But how do you get? You help? don't talk to anybody. <laughs> how do you and get then help? there's a new TikTok trend that goes. Who do who do I talk to when me and my husband are having issues? And the answer is my husband. And I'm like, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's it's one thing healthy. to have communication and talk, but sometimes you need. I'm, why do you think we have counselors? Why do you think there's marriage therapists? Mm-hmm. Like you have to talk because to you someone. could be. In, I think that I'm not in a toxic or abusive situation, mm-hmm. but you could be telling a person who is in an abusive situation yeah. to not tell anybody ever what's going mm-hmm. on in your marriage, and that is not healthy. Not and it's not in all. a way of where you're dogging out your spouse or you're putting no, them down. You go to your friend who, if they love you, they love your spouse, and they're rooting for your marriage. Yeah. That's why you have to be careful who you choose to talk to, mm-hmm. but choose to talk to someone and then if you don't have anybody that's why we talked about therapy because Mm -hmm. that's that person who um is unbiased they don't pick a side my therapist told me my therapist looked me square in my face and said you know you can be very condescending i said excuse you (laughs) 
and I, I just put my head down. He was like, your husband uses that word, doesn't he? I was like, yes. <laughs> like, I was like, how do you But like, that's amazing, it's though, good, because though. you need someone to tell you about yourself. Because mm-hmm. some people can get so caught up in who they are and mm-hmm. thinking that they're just amazing. Like, I don't do nothing wrong. You're the one that's wrong. You're the one those that's wrong. You're the, the wrong. Worst. Those people are very, actually, those people are very manipulative. Yes. Like, they don't take account for who they are mm-hmm. and the issues that they bring in. They put it on everyone else. They put it on their spouse. They put it on their parents. They put it on whatever else in their life. They don't want to take accountability. Mm-hmm. So they manipulate the situation. Like, oh, no, it's not me. It's you. It's you. It's they you. Manipulate so you need themselves. someone who's unbiased and is a therapist. And it's like, no, I'm sorry, sweetie. You are the problem. Yes. <laughs> you are part of the problem. Absolutely. And therapy, it can become a crush. It's good to start. And that's mm-hmm. what I feel. I was in therapy for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. I um, was just released probably a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. And I was fine. But now I'm getting to a place of like, Okay, I need somebody to talk to. I am too. I'm the same way. <laughs> and I'm like, but before I call them and be like, I'm not ready, I'm going to try to use the skills yes. and the tools that I learned while yeah. I was in therapy and try to let go of some of those unrealistic fears that I had mm-hmm. about not being open. Like, I had to let that go. There was no point in me spending all that time in therapy if I was just going to go back to being in a nutshell. Like, right. no. you have to take those, you know? those lessons and apply mm-hmm. them to your life. And that's the good thing about when you are finally let go because your therapist sees it in you like I was in the same way I was in therapy my therapist and I did a lot of work and opened up a lot of things that I didn't want to open up but I got to a point where she was like you know what I don't think you need me like all the time like you think you do and I was just like oh, no I need you I need you I want to talk to you all the time but I also realized no we have done a lot of work and I have grown in so many ways and you know what she extended the door and said you know hey I always have an open door policy. So if you ever want to come back, anything ever happens, give me a call. Like I'm willing to pick right back up with you. But it's like I have to now take that and apply it to my life. I didn't go to counseling for so long for me just to sit there and act like everything's okay and then revert back to the same old ways, Mm -hmm. the same old me. It's like I have to grow. I have to grow. I'm not wasting time and money to go back to what Mm -hmm. I was at all. So I want to talk a little bit about how like suppression looks like because a lot of times we don't realize that we're walking around full of suppression, you know, because you just, we are such busy people and it's easy to get caught up in the day-to-day things. Mm -hmm. Like you just are like, I have this agenda. I do this, 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 this in a day. And then you don't take time to assess how you feel Mm -hmm. and what you're thinking and all the things that are deep down inside of you. Um, So I think one of the ways that suppression manifests itself is when you become overly busy. I will raise my hand. (laughs) I have done that a million times. I I have got, right before I got into therapy, I was running myself down into the ground. Mm. I was so depressed, so full of anxiety, like such self-hate towards me, like just negative thoughts towards myself. And it was crazy because the suppression was affecting me and how I felt, but I was able to operate. That's scary about me. The scary thing about me is I can I can deal with depression. I can suppress things. I can be hurting, but I won't allow it to affect Mm -hmm. what I need to get done. I'm going to go to work. I am going to come home. I am going to take care of my family. I'm going to cook. I'm going to clean. I'm going to do all those things, but inside, just miserable. And right before I got into counseling, um, 
I realized I was literally spending every second of my day doing something because I knew that once I stopped doing it that and I just sat by myself that I all those emotions would come back in and I would literally just cry I remember times when I was in depression I can laugh about it now because (laughs) it's over and I'm I'm healing but there was a time where I was so depressed. I remember literally going to work, coming home, taking care of my mom, um, taking care of my son, and then telling everyone in my house, like, hey, um, I need some quiet time. I'm going to get on a Zoom call. Like, whatever I can make up. And literally just shut the door and go in my room and just cry. And just cry and fall asleep in the bed. And it's dangerous because I was... I was so afraid to be by myself in those emotions. So I would distract myself. I would get busy. I would try to um, just not think about those things. And it just, it builds up. Yeah. Oh, that is, it's interesting because we do that. Like we put on a brave face Mm -hmm. when we're literally dying inside. And that's why it's important to check on each other. So important. Just check on each other. Ask, how are you doing? Like, really, how are you Mm -hmm. doing? You know, and it's so funny because, well, it's not funny at all. I don't know why I said that. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) it's interesting because I remember a time when you told us that like you were going through a depression and like you would just come home and cry on the couch and stuff and a lot of those times we would ask you like what's been going on mm-hmm. how are you like nothing 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 and I'm like okay yeah. <laughs> I get that but it's like something's got to be going on like you know mm-hmm. and it's like you don't want to say because it's you're sad and you don't want to mm-hmm. deal with those things and that's like so scary to yeah. think about like <laughs> I think we told the story on here, but I was at my birthday dinner and started crying. <laughs> but that's what suppression's like. Like, we were sitting at the dinner table at a restaurant. Fully dressed. Full dressed makeup. I had now, Gabby had a fur coat on. Yes. I mean, done up. And we were sitting at the restaurant, and, you know, it was something was brought up to me about something that was really hurting me at the time. And. Um, but you guys didn't know to the magnitude. You had no idea. You just knew a little something. Yeah, just a little bit. So. But not <laughs> that it was still impacting no. you the way that it was. And I literally just bawled at the table in the restaurant <laughs> like a baby. Then they start like, oh, no, you're going to make me cry. And I'm like, oh, like this is not how I wanted my birthday to be. But I suppressed it for so long that. Like that opportunity gave it gave me a chance to be like, okay, I feel it. Like, it's mm-hmm. not gone. Like you don't you don't just suppress it and it goes away. Like it's it's there. Man. It's there. It can and, be trigger. Uh, anything can anything. trigger it when you. I have things that like people will bring up and talk about that like have nothing to do with me or mm-hmm. something that happened to me so long ago. But it's like as soon as I hear that topic come up, I'm just like. I want to leave or I just don't want to be around. I just don't want to hear it because I just don't want to deal with it. And it's like, I start to feel like pressure sometimes like it's coming up. Like, Mm, and I'm like, I need to abort this mission Mm -hmm. fast. You know what I mean? So it's like, we have to get it up so we can get it out. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, it's not just that you want to bring it up so you can wallow in it and be sad. Mm-hmm. But you have to, like you said, you were staying busy so you didn't have to deal with it. Yeah. Well, maybe if you would have taken some time to deal with it and talk about it and cry I it out. been healed a long time <laughs> ago. I had to deal with all this stuff. Exactly. <laughs> so it's about getting it up so that you can get it out so mm-hmm. that you can heal and you yeah. can move on from it. Because we trick ourselves into thinking that we're okay yeah. because we're not talking about it. But we're not okay. You're not okay. You're not okay. And, and the, then... And too, like not being okay, that can turn into some 
like pretty dangerous things like mm-hmm. um like sometimes when you, you hear often nowadays like with the um drugs epidemic like mm-hmm. people just overdosing left and right like sometimes people are in so much pain from suppression that they turn to substances like alcohol and drugs to numb it mm-hmm. like because when you're under the influence of something like that you typically start to feel good i mean it's altering your brain so you're trying to numb what that feels like and and, and sometimes i wonder like i i I love to have wine but sometimes i wonder when i talk to certain people um and all they do is drink and get Mm. high all the time and i kind of wonder not only like uh, addiction of course but like what got you to the point where you felt like you had to drink and get high every single day day, it wasn't just a a, a, an an initial addiction Mm -hmm. like immediately something was causing you to want to do that you were trying to numb something or it could be like unhealthy habits um you know you're overeating you're under eating i know there was times i you see like in the movies like sit with a tub of ice cream you just eat ice cream like i'm just going to just i don't care i'm already ugly enough i might as well just keep (laughs) eating food and just don't care about myself (laughs) all i can picture is professor clump would sit on the couch with that ice cream watching workout videos like i'm never gonna lose this weight yeah i've been there yeah i've i've been guilty of overeating i think that like i get into modes where I get depressed and I think that like you know I'm never and it's so interesting because I rarely ever talk to anybody about some of these struggles Mm -hmm. I just suppress them I don't talk about it because sometimes it's just embarrassing you know what I mean I go to food for comfort that if I if I'm extremely anxious about a situation I won't eat I've lost like eight pounds in a week because I'm anxious I can't eat when I'm anxious I'll throw it up um so it's like when you get to that point of dealing with something Mm -hmm. by yourself you need to talk to somebody when it's affecting the way you eat and the way you smoke and the way you drink you know what I mean I, Mm I I used to and I'm glad that I can't out of it I actually had to stop drinking for a while when I was Mm -hmm. younger because it was kind of scary like I remember being depressed and buying a bot like a fifth Mm -hmm. or was it a fifth a pint whatever the heck I don't know but I drunk it like the whole thing by myself because I didn't want to feel what I was feeling I didn't want to think what I was thinking and I am so grateful that like I started getting closer to God and I took those steps to stop drinking so it didn't go that way but you know had I not you know reached out and and started going to church and getting closer to people of Christ who, you know, helped me to come out of that world, I guess, and yeah. out of that suppression and out of just sitting at home, being alone with my thoughts, that could have gotten really bad for me. Very bad. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And those are just kind of like some physical manifestations, but we can even go into like how, you know, it affects you mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, talked a little bit about depression. Like when I would suppress, I would easily get into a depressive state. Um, it can cause anxiety. Ooh, um, I hate anxiety. Oh, anxiety is just the such devil. a terrible <laughs> feeling. Oh. And I know like everyone experiences anxiety differently, especially depending on what level you're on. Um, like if it's moderate, mild, whatnot. Um, but like for me, like panic attacks, like literally my heart's racing. Like I feel clammy. I feel jittery. Like, like I actually had, it was so weird. It just, it came out of nowhere. It had to be the devil because it was a good day. And I got in the car and I started crying. I'm like, why am I crying? And that started to feel like anxiety. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have panic attacks coming on. And it's been so long since I've had it. Now I was, I was overwhelmed during the period, but it's just like, 
it's it's terrible yeah you feel mm -hmm. horrible when you're having anxiety yeah because it's like you're trying to suppress but your body it's your body's way of telling you like mm -hmm. you're dealing with something you <laughs> may not want to talk about it but i feel it yes. and i'm gonna let you know mm -hmm. and that's the wonderful thing about your body your yeah. body will let you know when something's not right like mm -hmm. it's going to tell you in some way fashion or form that you that hey check on yourself check yeah. on your mental health check on your physical health and whatnot but even like anger and shame like i had a situation um not too long ago maybe a few months ago and i was um talking with my th my counselor and we started to open up areas that i purposefully didn't want to open up but mm -hmm. i knew at some point we would have to because i talked to her about it mm -hmm. and she essentially um led me to the point of like okay it's time to talk about it and when we did after like releasing all those suppressed feelings, I was so angry. Mm, I was. I remember. So I mean, I told I Nikki like I'm afraid. I have never experienced anger like this, and it was really scary because that's not who I am at my core. I am not an angry person. Not to say that I don't get angry, but I am not an angry person at all. So for me to feel this intense anger, yeah, was like I don't like this, but. It was because I suppressed things for so long mm -hmm. and I blamed myself for so long that like once I finally released it, I was just angry at everything. Like, how dare you do this to me? Like, how dare I even do it to myself? Like, how dare you even think these things about yourself and, and, and allow yourself to be in this position or to have been treated like this or whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, anger so that's also like a a danger mm -hmm. or like an outcome of suppression you can start to get really angry and, and sometimes it even shows up in like um you deflect like your anger onto someone else that has yeah. nothing to do with it so something or someone did something to you in the day that made you feel some type of way and then you go home and let's say your kid's being whiny. They're not being bad and they're just being whiny. And you just like, why was this? Da -da -da -da? And you just blow right. up on them. And it's like, whoa, yeah. like, what was that about? I mean, it, it, you can easily start deflecting that anger to other people that have nothing to do with it because you're not dealing with your own issues. Man, it's like you're just wasting so much life because you're deflecting it onto everybody else, but you're also living miserably. Like oh, you yes. are wasting so much life. And I'm so glad that I'm in a state where I'm going to therapy mm -hmm. and I'm learning to be happy, to have joy, to have peace. Yeah. Because I spent my whole 20s, probably mm -hmm. a lot of my teens too, but I was like a fun bubbly teen before yeah. I got, you know, into other things. But yeah. um, my 20s, I spent them depressed mm -hmm. about my relationships, about yeah. my friendships, about my financial status, about where I was at in life, about feeling like I should be here, which is crazy now to think yeah. about. In your 20s, you're supposed to figure it out. But I think... For some out. weird reason in our 20s, we just beat ourselves up we about did. the position. Like, we think we're supposed to be Oprah Winfrey or something yeah. by 22. Yeah. Um, but all <laughs> those things had me depressed. And I'm just like, I am not. I am not going to spend another day mm -hmm. sitting around not liking myself, not liking who I am, yeah. not being happy with life, not being happy with the people around me. Yeah. Like, I have to get that stuff out so that I can enjoy my life. Like, I would hate to imagine turning 60 years old. Oh, my God. 
gosh. Or 70 years old or even 50 imagine. or 40 years old feeling like I'm just still holding on to negative things that, you know, may even be 10 plus years old and not allowing me to live my life to the fullest. Yeah, that's so true. It's just, it's so hard to carry that baggage. It's, it's so draining. Mm-hmm. It can be so draining to carry around suppressed emotions because you're constantly fighting it Mm -hmm. even though you've pushed it down there are going to be things like you said triggers that it's going to i have triggers i know what my triggers are Mm -hmm. there's certain things that i can't listen to because if i hear that song it's going to take me back to something i can't watch something i can't go to a place anymore Mm -hmm. you know because there's a there's there's something attached to that that will automatically take me back to that place Mm -hmm. or take me back with that person or whatever the case is and that I have to start feeling those things. So it's like, um, it's draining because you're fighting it and you're like, I hope I don't, you know, see this person. I hope I don't hear this or I hope I don't have to (laughs) bump into this. And it's like, stop fighting it. If you would just stop, and don't get me wrong, it's easier said than done. I'm... I'm actively going through it, so (laughs) I understand it's easier said than done. But if we would just stop making it so hard on ourselves and just take the opportunity to heal in the moment and stop, it's stringing it along. It's literally stringing your emotions along. Mm -hmm. And you're being spread out thin with your emotion. uh, and, And you're not emotionally healthy anymore. Like, how can you, like, how could I as a person ever expect to have um, really healthy emotional friendships and relationships of any kind if I am so emotionally off because I yeah. have found myself in those times that I was depressed or that I was suppressing and going through a lot that I didn't show up as my best self no matter how no matter I, I, I was there and I got the job done and I was probably even able to do it with a smile on my face yeah um, but I really wasn't being the best friend in that moment I really wasn't being um, even the best mom like whatever role you play I wasn't being that in that moment because I just didn't feel good yeah. and sometimes in those moments I know for me is like like I was saying in the other episode, is that I shut down. So I'm not like mm-hmm. my fun, happy, outgoing stuff. I'm just there. It's almost like you're just a shell. Like, How can I'm you just show here. your full personality when you're just trying to force yourself to smile? Yeah. You know it's what like, I mean? Yeah, it's like everything just to do that. So it's mm-hmm. like I'm literally taking all my energy. This is taking all my energy to try to force just to something. Just be here. Just to be here. And it's like... I don't want to live like that. And I mean, obviously one of the reasons why I went into therapy, because I'm like, I don't want to live like this. Yeah. I don't want to be miserable. I don't want to be fake and phony. I don't want to fear being myself around people and opening up and sharing things that I'm going through with people who care about me Mm. and, and getting advice and encouragement from people who can help me get better versus just isolating myself and and closing myself to the world and really just making myself feel even worse because isolation does not make you feel good it makes you feel much worse Mm -hmm. when you're dealing with those issues yeah i agree it's so good to figure out how to get rid of that suppression and just really feel figuring out what it is that you're suppressing just Mm -hmm. really thinking about what are the things that i'm holding on to and lord 
Ooh, hold me accountable because just thinking about the things that I suppress, like I know I'm suppressing mm-hmm. them and yeah. I'm, I'm completely fine with them. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. But I need to let them go and I know how much freer I will be. And that's why I love this podcast. I love that this podcast is therapy because it helps me to realize mm-hmm. like what you're doing is unhealthy. Like yeah. you can't continue to go on. You know, you can't continue to go on. Once you've said it and you've acknowledged that what you're doing is unhealthy, you can't just continue to go on doing that same thing. So <laughs> it's going to be some work. <laughs> Ooh, it's going to be some work. Some like we do. said, therapy. I'm always an advocate for therapy. Um, and I always want to put a disclaimer because not everyone jumps to the idea of getting a counselor. I think there's still a lot of stigmas around mm-hmm. therapy and counseling. People think like, oh, you're real messed up if you're going to counseling. And yeah. it's like, actually, no, you're actually really trying to be a healthy person if you're going to counseling. Like, you're mm-hmm. trying to take uh, proactive measures to be a better person if, you, if you're going to counseling. Usually, that's what people's goal is, mm-hmm. to be better and healthier. So, no, you're perfectly fine. But even if it's not a traditional therapy setting, you know, maybe therapy is going to a person you trust, who you can get wise counsel from. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a a church member. Maybe it's a, a, a older adult that is like a mentor to you. Maybe it's a best friend. Like it doesn't have to be necessarily therapeutic, even though I thoroughly um, support counseling because they're unbiased, like we said before, mm-hmm. and they can, you know, th- they, they're detached from the emotional aspect of you. Sometimes when you go to someone who's very close, they don't, they want to give you good advice, but they're so emotionally invested with who you are that it's hard for them to always be subjective. Like, sometimes exactly, they just yeah. want to be like, uh-uh, because he was wrong, and he was wrong, and he was wrong. And it was like, yeah, but I was kind of wrong, too. But you yeah. didn't tell me I was wrong. Because <laughs> I think about, like, talking to your mom. I know when I used to talk to my mom, it didn't matter who, what happened. She didn't even care what role I had in it. The other person was wrong. Right. And that's sometimes <laughs> why we go to those people, yes. because we know we're not... Validation. Yeah, we're not Validation. necessarily looking for help. We're looking for, yeah, tell me that they're crazy, and I did everything right. Right, exactly. And a counselor is not going to do that. They're not going to do that at all like nikki said before sometimes they give you the hard truth which is good it's what we need we Mm -hmm. need hard truth that helps us to um just do a Mm self-evaluation it helps us to look at ourselves and be like hmm uh, you know what? I think I might be a part of the problem. Yeah. And, and sometimes a part of the problem is just you being in the way of you. Like, yeah. we get in the way of ourselves. We make things so much harder than what they need to be, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I think we fight against ourselves so much and we fight against God so much. And it's like, that's why we keep coming up with all these issues. It's just like, release it all. Release it all. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's a process. I don't, I don't. Um, want to tell people to unpack everything at one time. Right. No. I, I would I would suggest that to never happen. Baby steps, please. <laughs> Baby steps. And and, so, and and it's okay. It's a process. You might try to unpack one thing, and that one thing may take months. It may take years. Um, you know, I think about... I think about healing, and I think sometimes people think that when you're healed that whatever you healed from is never going to affect you again. Mm. And I don't believe that. Um, I believe that we go through traumatic experiences. We go through negative experiences. And when we're healing, we're actively choosing to not allow those things to take us back to those negative places, like depression and substance abuse and things like that. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that that won't 
ever hurt you if something triggers you. Mm -hmm. And I say that because I have healed from a, a situation. I know I've healed from a situation. But there are still times here and there where a trigger will come up. Mm. And I'm like, man, that really hurts. You know, but and, but I don't go back to that anymore. I don't wallow in that. I don't stay in that place. But I'm like, that really hurts. Yeah. Or like how you mentioned um, before is, is like talking about like your mom. Mm-hmm. Like that's always going to hurt when yeah. you lose someone. You're always going to, that's all, it's, it's a person who was close to you that mm-hmm. you love. That's always going to hurt. And that's okay to say it hurts. But you know, when you start going through the process, you know, you're just, you're just learning to cope with those things better and learning how to navigate them better. But healing doesn't necessarily mean like, oh, it's gone. It's gone. It's and that's not. a big misconception. <laughs> I think not. a lot of people think that like you're chasing this moment where you're going to be healed and whole and everything's going to be perfect. Like, no. Healing no. is an ongoing process. No. It is ongoing. Yes. You're always going to continue to be healing. You're going to have triggers. It's just, it's yeah. not so much that like, oh, I overcame this so it's never going to bother me again. But no, like Gabby said, like, it's just not going to take me to a dark place anymore. Yeah. Now I know what to do when these emotions come up. Do I need to go and sit down and have a moment to myself mm-hmm. and breathe and meditate and pray? Yes. Do I need to call someone right now? Do I need to write this down in my journal? Do I need to just sit in that emotion and cry and yeah. not say, oh, nope, not thinking about that. Let me turn on my favorite TV show. Like, allow yourself to to get through it and there's and it's gonna happen for the rest of our lives it's ongoing for the rest of our lives but we're not sitting around um in depression we're Mm -hmm. not sitting around suppressing it holding it in we're not sitting around eating a bucket of ice cream watching a movie no i'm Mm -hmm. going for a walk i'm doing something that's good for me to take me out of that dark something that makes you feel good something Mm -hmm. that you know and I love that. Like, I'm the type of person that I love walks. I love nature. I love bike rides. So, for me, it's so liberating to go outside and just walk. Because, one, I'm moving my body. So, you're already, like, getting those natural chemicals in your body that produce serotonin and things like mm-hmm. that. You're out in the sun. Like, you, you can't help but to see this. Well, I don't know about the winter time. I don't know. That might make me feel more <laughs> depressed. But, <laughs> let's say it's nice weather out. <laughs> um you, you just have to start feeling good, you yeah. know. You just start, even though you're still dealing with stuff. And it also gives you a chance to just get fresh air. Sometimes you just need to get fresh air and just, like, allow yourself to think about these things while you're doing that, while you're praying, while you're... It's the mindfulness of mm-hmm. it. It's just being mindful of where you're at, of where your emotions at, of where your thoughts are at. You have to take care of those things. Like if you don't take care of those things, they're all intertwined. Mm -hmm. You can't just say I'm super physically fit. I go to the gym all the time. I eat great, but you're lacking in like your emotional, spiritual, mental self. Mm -hmm. They're all intertwined. They will all affect each other at some point. I mean, just how we're talking about depression. Um, it, I've seen studies where, um, you know, suppressing can cause uh, like an earlier death because it's stress. Mm -hmm. It's stress related, you know, and stress is related to earlier death, strokes and heart diseases and things Mm -hmm. like that. So it's like you're literally killing yourself. Yeah. You're literally killing yourself when you're suppressing these things. So, um, you know, I just I, I want to make a point that it's okay to take a moment if it's too overwhelming mm-hmm. and to sit back and say, you know, I, I have to soak this in. I, I can't address it at this point. 
but you have to eventually address it because yes. it's going to keep coming up. And and the thing about the devil is he's not all knowing like God, but he watches. I mean, the Bible says that he is literally like a lion, um, just prowling around waiting to find someone to devour he's literally watching our every single move he sees how we respond to things he's seen our traumatic situations so he is ready and willing to throw that at you at any given time just so it can trip you up and get you back into that place and it's like once you give it over to god and you allow him to deal with you Mm. and to deal with your heart you know, it's an ongoing process, but now you've learned tactics to come up against the devil when he is trying to get you. You know, you've been in your word. You've been in prayer. You can fight yes. against that. So, you know, I just wanted to encourage you guys. Yeah, that. that's really <laughs> great. I mean, it really it made me think about the Jonathan McReynolds lyric where he says, the devil learns from your mistakes, yes. even if you don't. Mm, and that is so true because, like, we have to recognize, like, hey, the last time this happened, I got really sad and I went to a corner and started overeating and, you know, he's going to pay attention to that. You know what I mean? He knows Mm -hmm. what triggers you. He knows what you're suppressing. He knows. So we have to take the access to say, okay, I see what happened last time. I'm not going about it this way. This is how I ended up in a depression last time. This is how I ended up feeling all alone and I ended up losing all this weight Mm -hmm. because I was anxious and I couldn't eat. So now we're taking the steps. We're going to God and we're Mm -hmm. figuring out how to come out of that place yes so you guys we want you guys to and we'll join in but we want you guys to create a list we love lists we like writing things down (laughs) i love writing things down i love getting things out of my head and onto paper but um we want you guys to write down a list of what you're suppressing like what are things that you know you've gone through it's gonna be hard Mm. i'm gonna do it too and I'm gonna be like, Jesus. Y'all gotta do this with us. I'm like, gonna write this down. <laughs> I'll be doing a, a, a check in, crying. <sighs> like, oh, I wrote down my. I'm my not even thing. ready. <laughs> <sighs> but we do. We want you guys to, um, and it doesn't have to be everything. Maybe it's just one thing. Like we said, baby steps. I know it's gonna be one thing for me. Like, I, I can't. Yeah, no, you can't <laughs> unpack. You can't, you can't expect to unpack everything. But let's start being proactive in that. Like, Okay, write down this this traumatic event for you. Mm-hmm. And like I said, sit with it. How did it make you feel? What were you going through in that moment? You know, what were all these things? Like, what led up to that moment? Um, it just depends on the situation. And start to find ways to, you know, help heal from that. Maybe it's confiding in someone, like we said. Maybe it's therapy again. Maybe it's um, just journaling it, you know. Maybe it's just being in prayer like when i start dealing with things i open up my bible app and i start looking for devotions that speak directly to that like i will just read devotion over devotion over devotion Mm. over heartbreak or over fear or whatever it is that i've suppressed so find ways um self-help books we want you guys to do that and one at a time and this is on this is ongoing so don't stop and be like okay like i wrote my one thing no keep doing once you've dealt with that Go on to the next thing. I promise you. I yes. promise you. You will feel so much better when you do that. And we will do that along with you all. Yes. Y'all got us to depend on, to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, hold accountable. Yeah. Y'all send us messages. Like, with the same way y'all can depend on us, we want to be able to depend on y'all. Like, yeah. don't make us do this by <laughs> ourselves because it's hard, you know. It so, is. I'm really looking forward to us doing all this healing together. Yay. So, you guys, <laughs> um, just thank you. 
thank, thank you so y'all much so much for, for listening support. Yes. Oh, it's so it's nice everything to it us. is and especially when like nikki said we are putting everything out there all <laughs> so, our business um it's just <laughs> nice that we get this you know we get listeners like the repeat listeners who are following us thank every, y'all to our day ones day ones <sighs> like we're just so thankful um we ask you all to uh share share the podcast so that this information can be passed along to other people who you know maybe would have not just found us there's millions of podcasts out there it's hard to just find us in a Mm -hmm. in a sea of a million podcasts so share um our content whether that be word of mouth or on your social media um make sure that you subscribe if you have not already like comment review uh come to our instagram lives we have so much fun and we love it because we will interact with you all we love talking to We'll y'all. literally talk to you guys. We'll read your comments. Sometimes <laughs> we bring you guys in on the lives. Like it's fun. It's we so love much it, fun. and it's it gives opportunity for other people to share other their, viewpoints, yes. other experiences. Because we have people ours. on there that's like <laughs> totally I, different. From I us. don't know if I agree with that, but we want this to be a platform where we can share that, um, share our opinions and our views, and be open and honest. So again, we just thank you all so thank much for listening. Guys. All right, bye. bye.